0: fucking nerd. That's right, I'm a
1: huge fucking nerd. I like lots of books and
0: computers, cause I am a huge
1: fucking nerd. One-of-a-kind shades made to order by Vaporshades.com. VaporShades designs the outer layer of the sunglasses just like a wrap on a car. They customize your sunglasses, marbling the paint. The end result is no two pair of sunglasses are alike. Yours will be completely unique to you. Check us out at Vaporshades.com. Use promo code TUTTLE for 15% off your entire order. Get ready for your daily dose of TUTTLE.
2: Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, TUTTLE. TUTTLE in Florida.
1: From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp, it's the TUTTLE Daily Podcast. No wonder nobody likes you, TUTTLE. Everything's a
3: goddamn debate. All
2: right, guys, welcome back to another edition of the TUTTLE Daily podcast uh, i i've been looking forward to this interview because we we've been talking about it on this show for a while that a lot of people are dealing with issues during this pandemic this global pandemic that we're going through right now and you guys know that I've dealt with mental illness and and some pretty bad stuff, childhood trauma and stuff like that. And I, I wanted to bring my next guest on to talk to me about some things that we can do to help ourselves through this tough time. Uh, my next guest is Johnny Pardo. Johnny, how are you today, buddy?
0: I'm great. Thank you. It's uh, currently eight o'clock here in uh, the UK when I'm calling in. But um, thank you very much for having me on today.
2: So what what part of the UK are you at right now?
0: I am in a, well, I'm currently with family in a city called Exeter, but I usually live in a city called Bristol. So um, that's about oh. two and a half hours away from London, so the Southwest. Who do you support uh, in football? Uh, in football, we use their football. Uh, so yeah, I am a big football fan and I actually support my local team, which is uh, a small team called Geoval, but I'm also quite a keen Tottenham Hotspurs follower as well.
2: Oh, okay. So you must be close to London a little bit then.
0: Yeah, it's more. It's more my uh, my dad supports uh, Tottenham Hotspurs, so that's kind of how I got into them a little bit, and he's from there. So yes.
2: Yeah, I uh, one of my favorite trips was to the United Kingdom. I I went over. Um, I'm a big supporter of uh, Manchester United. Uh, I know boo Manchester <laughs> United, but, but, uh, you know, I, I, I supported them because you got to understand here in the United States, we don't get a wide variety of soccer matches. I, I don't want my audience to be confused when I say football, but, uh, <laughs> Manchester Manchester United, I used to watch them and and I mean they're I love Sir Alex Ferguson. That's one of the main reasons mm. I rooted from. So I digress. I want to get into this. Johnny, uh, tell people a little bit about yourself and where people can check out the content that you're putting out.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, so it's it's a fantastic opportunity for me to talk on your show. So uh what an honor and hopefully I can give some value to your audience today. So um, a little bit about me, and I, and how I got into the whole area of self-esteem and confidence, really, and what it is I do, and then I go on to how people can find me. So, I basically started off. Uh, I, I I went through school, went through university, and everything like that, and then I got into a working job uh, where I was working in the public sector. It wasn't the glamorous job, but it wasn't the worst job. What were in the you world. doing? I was working in um, project and change management, which I still do. Um, mm-hmm. But I was working as an assistant in a lo- in local government. Okay. And yeah, so it, it you know it, some of it was quite dull. But I remember, um, but I got a, I work in a good private company now. But I remember just I was in a meeting one day and we were talking about some stuff. And I just remember that I'd had a lot of this. This is really boring. I just remember sitting there almost falling asleep. just really in parts of my job I was really miserable and that got me to really think right what is it I really want to do in life and then I connected with the kind of childhood of mine when I really like to write books and I'm an author and I've written a few books now but I got back into writing and really I thought okay I wrote a couple of books children's books I started off with and then I got. I decided, right, how am I going to grow my writing? So i got myself a mentor. And that got me into the whole world of personal growth, looking at how I can better myself and things like that. And we're kind of looking at a couple of years ago, two, three years ago now. Mm-hmm. And when I was going through that, growing myself, and I decided this whole world of coaching, of doing YouTube podcasts and personal growth was really interesting to me. But through doing all of that, I discovered... I had quite a lot of self-esteem and confidence issues. And actually looking back through my, through the rest of my life, there's actually quite a lot of issues I'd hit when I wasn't always, it wouldn't always show on the outside, but I actually had these insecurities, these worries. And that's Mm. what kind of brought me onto the whole area. Sorry. I think you're going to ask something
2: now, 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 Johnny, I want to ask you. Okay. So when, when I was doing my research uh, for this interview, I, you were talking about self confidence and and motivation and stuff like that is is like a muscle you you have to train it. But mm-hmm. how much of our childhoods growing up plays a part in in our confidence and 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 being able to have self esteem and stuff like that? Because I feel like enough not enough attention is is, is put on. Kids in their adolescent years, because I I think confidence and self esteem is also a learned behavior.
0: Yes, I yeah, totally agree. It is learned. It's um. So when we're when we're children, we and then through life, we have experiences that kind of create these certain beliefs. And what can be created are these limiting beliefs when we get these thoughts of I am not enough or I might not be lovable and. Yes, sometimes in uh, and a lot of our early childhood and early years can cause that. Now, from all my research, when I was really trying to pick myself up from when I was in a low state, as I kind of got into the whole area, I realised it wasn't always the case that you needed to have a traumatic experience. Obviously, if you had a bad experience at the start of your life, like perhaps one of the parents left or some kind of abuse mm-hmm. was there, that, that's going to play a big role. But there could have just been one moment that happened to you. Um, And then it creates these beliefs in our head. Now, when we create these beliefs into our head, we don't always consciously know they're there. So they could be hidden away for years. But we're doing this behavior or self-sabotaging ourselves sometimes. We don't always realize that it's coming from. Uh, I
2: do that. I, I do. I do that so much. I the uh, I I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but when you when you brought up self-sabotaging, um I have done that so many times in my life. Um and and why why do we do that though? Well, we do this self-sabotage can be
0: for for different reasons. Um and one of them as I was saying was that we don't necessarily consciously know we have these limiting beliefs like I'm not enough or I'm not lovable now these were two things I experienced for many years Um, and it's because in our brain we're stored away of these kind of negative beliefs and we and therefore we want to be consistent with what our beliefs are and that could be one reason and then the other reason is we sometimes get out of our comfort zones we start trying to do something new and our brain is also uh, survived. There's a part of the brain called the limbic part of the brain. Now, this part of the brain is there to help you survive. It's not necessarily there to make you happy. And if you start doing something that's unfamiliar or new to you, your brain's doing these things saying, whoa, hold on a minute. This is new to us. Be careful. And therefore, we can draw back. And that's where a lot of things like fear can come in. Um, so... To overcome that, we have to take new actions and actually understand what these beliefs are and then address them, if that makes sense.
2: No, it, 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 it makes a lot of sense. And, and I've been reading a lot about this is that, you know, us as humans, we forget we're, we're just animals. We are just evolved animals and we still have that that fight or flight type deal ingrained into our dna still and and people get confused by that i i I really really do think that they do but it's in our nature we are nothing but evolved animals and and i think over time it might go away but we still have that survival instinct and and when you brought up doing new things it's new and you're on alert you're 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 always like all right What's what's going to go wrong here? What's Mm. what's going to happen? Am am I off basis by saying that or? No, no, no. That's a very, very accurate and well uh, summarized,
0: summarized in the statement you were saying there in terms of we are on alert. We're kind of looking for these constant dangers and it will apply some of the same sort of flight and fright responses as well as as if you were facing that dangerous animal.
2: Now johnny did you uh, why do you think you were suffering from you know low self esteem low confidence it, was there something that happened to you or 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 some event that that kind of squashed your self confidence or or self esteem
0: yeah, so that's a I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I quite openly share this as well um so f- so for me it was kind of i i try I started to work on the confidence as I got through my 20s now the difference between the, the sort of confidence what the confidence side of things is actually taking you take action and then you feel confident you don't become more confident until you do things but the self-esteem is actually about how much you like yourself as a person regardless of what you've achieved who do you like yourself in the simplest way but mm-hmm. my self-esteem was very much derived from some early age when I was two and a half. Now, I'm very fortunate. I know some other people aren't on this planet. Um, I've got two loving parents and a sister. However, mm. when I was two and a half, I had a baby brother who died and yeah. I was the older brother. Um, and that meant a lot of obviously upset parents and them having to go to the hospital and leave me with strangers and family. Well, not strangers, family, friends. But for me, as yeah. a little baby, that's what I'm thinking. Um, obviously, as a logical 29-year-old man now and in my 20s, I can logically see that makes complete sense. They've got to go look after my brother, and I love them very dearly. Dear, dearly. But as a two-and-a-half-year-old baby or toddler, I'm thinking, where's my mummy and daddy? Am I not lovable? What have I done wrong? Am I not enough? And that's going away. It, that went away in my belief system. And it took me many, many years until diving into this stuff that I actually discovered. Yeah. That's what the belief was. So that's what it was for
2: me. I am a big Doctor Who fan. And when you said mummy, I uh, that, one of my favorite episodes <laughs> yes. of all time was uh, the uh, it was something child. Do you remember the one with them wearing mask. the face mask? Yes, yeah. Yes. And, and the, are you my mummy? Yeah, I was like, holy crap. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a big nerd. So when I heard you said that, I was like, oh, man, that, I got to go watch some Doctor too. Who now christopher eccleston that
0: was I yes
2: chris chris and and that was also uh the debut of captain jack harkness in that episode john Barrowman, remember uh yeah. when captain yeah that that was the first episode with captain jack harkness in it
0: oh yeah so i do remember he caught rose didn't he on top of the yes blue. uh-huh yep <laughs>
2: yeah 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 so um uh johnny uh tell people once again uh because i got more questions but i'm i'm resetting right now johnny pardo is my guest on the line he's written many many books uh articles that you can find online he has a website i think it's johnny pardo correct yes it's johnny
0: so uh johnny dot com. yeah
2: now one of the things that i that i wanted to talk about um now when i when i was having you on i i look at this you know you you have all these people that are online and and you you take them as motivational speakers they're they're just out there ready to sell a book or talk and have people come and see them speak and try to make themselves feel better um is there a difference between what you're doing? Because I'm not calling you a motivational speaker, but you also got to understand that people that have dealt or that are dealing with mental illness or depression, they're like, "All right, what's this guy gonna do? I mean, what? How is he gonna help me uh, get out of this funk that I'm in right now?" Uh, do, do you get what I'm saying? Because a lot of these people uh, here, I compare those. Um, uh, what's that guy here in America, that big hands guy, that's Tony motiva- Robbins. Yeah. Tony Robbins. Okay. Like I look at him as one of these mega like pastors that you see, like Joel Osteen or something that, that, that are just trying to make a quick buck. And I think because I read your story and, and, and you have gone through some of the things that I've gone through, but, what do you tell the people that are in a funk right now or, or don't think they're good enough for stuff? How do they get that? Because it's like, it's easier said than done. Do, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think, I think your questions
0: about how, how do they start? And when we're sort of in this, this, this troubling, this troubling phase, what, what we do about it. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: what, what I'm about is is all about sort of promoting, helping people's self-esteem and confidence. And it's not self-esteem and confidence. It's not directly a mental illness. But if you feel rubbish about yourself, you, you're probably going to more likely struggle with things like depression or anxiety because you're, you know, you're not going to feel so good about life or yourself and you're not going to feel so in control. So mm-hmm. I want to kind of look at the self-esteem and confidence now. What I suggest is always what I'm keen on as a big fan of habit and actually what are your habits day to day, because your habits are what you make you. So I would, the first point I always look at with, you know, whether it's a new client or someone's talking to me, someone messages me is about actually what are your habits at the moment? What makes you feel good? What makes you not feel so good? Because most of us are so busy or so used to a way that we don't we don't always notice how much on autopilot where you are and doing automatic behavior. So it's really important to look at what you're doing, what makes you feel good, what doesn't make you feel so good. And then identify more of the things that make you feel good. And I like to suggest things because some people don't always know, you know, ask actually, what shall I do? What's good for me? And then do do less of the things that make you, don't make you feel so good. So that's the kind of the self-esteem side I usually start off with, as well as really understanding how you know how beneficial it is for them to prioritize their self-esteem every day but the habit is something i'm very very keen on and passionate about
2: um what uh, see because i am i'm a little bit of a different person i i've been working in radio all my life but i i i still have self-esteem issues i still have confident issues but I have always been one of those guys is I'm, I'm, I'm very reckless. (laughs) I know that that sounds bad, but I, I am reckless and, and I just do it. I don't, I do things and I don't care about the consequences. And that's why I've been able to get up in front of people or, or talk on the radio for a living. Um, but yeah, it, it bothers me. It it still bothers me. I, I get done at the end of the day and I feel like, Oh man, I really suck today. And and that stuff can can kind of build up and, and kind of create a snowball effect sometimes.
0: Yeah, abs- absolutely. So it's really so what you you know using the example of you there in terms of talking on a on a radio. So that's that's a good example of how you develop like confidence. I mean, I ima- imagine in the earlier stages you were more like oh, kind of I was, you know, yeah.
2: I was I was
0: terrified. You're terrified, but as you've as you've done it more and more, you, you've began to increase your confidence and ability to do it. So with, with confidence, I always say, and I'll go into the self-esteem and how you feel about and talk to yourself in a second, but with confidence, as you've done, it's about taking action and then doing doing things that don't make you as comfortable. But you don't, some people think sometimes, okay, on confidence, I need to make this massive jump. So if we use the example of Public speaking, if someone's terrified of public speaking, which is a very common fear, they're terrified of public speaking. They think, right, okay, don't do it at all to suddenly talk in front of 100 people. Now, that might be too big a jump. So, with confidence, it can be quite good. And this is what I did when I was scared of even saying my name in a meeting. It just Mm -hmm. be to speak in front of a small group of people, then another group, then, or before that, practicing in front of a mirror. So, with confidence, it's about taking actions. But little small ones to give you momentum because you'll get the feeling for momentum. Now, with sorry, I'll let you. No, no, uh, no, no. Go ahead, on. go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. And then, um, what it's really important with your confidence as well to back that up, and this does overlap with the self-esteem is the is the fact that you regularly reference or remember what you've actually achieved because our brains very naturally thinks in a negative way. So yeah. if you try and Remember all the positive things you've done, like what did I achieve today? What did I achieve this week? What did I achieve this month? And doing it over and over again, and that'd be good because most of us have faced so many fears that we don't even think about, like even just starting a new job, starting college and things like that. So it's really it's really about breaking it down and then remembering and reminding yourself of all you've achieved.
2: Um. Is there is there such thing, you know, we're talking about confidence, though, but can too much confidence be detrimental, though?
0: Too much confidence. So.
2: I like think you get is, a big head, you get a big head and you feel like, you know, uh, I'm on top of the world and nothing can bring me down. And I, I think when that happens, you let your guard down on things.
0: Yeah, I think there's there's yeah, there's always a danger of that happening. I think there's kind of. Some people, and I think I, got, I did get a question about this the other day, when, you're, when you might have too much confidence that it becomes arrogance in terms of, right, uh, I'm, I'm just doing it now because it makes me look good. Now, there's a difference between that and actually doing something because you're comfortable with it, doing it over and over again. Now, mm-hmm. I think you can, there is a point where you get too comfortable, where you can get too confident with things, and it's always a good reminder to remind yourself while you're doing something and actually not getting too carried away what are you doing this for what's this benefit going to do you and just checking in with yourself it comes back to lots of self awareness and regularly checking in with yourself which brings me onto the self esteem side
2: um what okay so we 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 talk about taking chances putting yourself out there um but i but i also feel like People are dealing with body image, uh, not having confidence or or self-esteem when it comes to that. That's really not something you I mean, you're born with what you have is what I'm trying to say. What what do what kind of advice can you offer to people that aren't confident about the way they look or their their low self-esteem about their body? image?
0: Yeah, so I've seen I've seen examples. One of the the misconceptions I sometimes hear is that people who you know might be seen as a model or like famous or rich um, Mm. will will be happy and like very have high self esteem. Mm. And sadly, that's not always. Yeah, you're completely. I'm glad you're uh, shaking your head. That's not true. No, No, that's not true. And we we've seen kind of some dramatic examples of people really not liking their life and who they are. And actually, the, the worst case scenario has happened, but I've also seen you know, people very, very comfortable in who they are and just kind of making the best of what they've got in life and everything yeah. like that so that sh- that always suggested to me that we you know, we don't necessarily it's not about what we're born with it's about our mindset it's about how we think about ourselves, and it's really, really key how we we talk to ourselves on a regular basis now Nothing, I believe, helps your self esteem than your own praise. So telling yourself what you've done right, telling yourself the great things about you continuously is a really, really good habit to do. So if you need to do it, maybe just three times a day, looking in the mirror, just saying, right, what do I like about me? Even if it is challenging at first. Now, it's challenging for me at first. It's been challenging for people I've worked with at first. Just praise yourself over and over again. Now, in terms of, who and there's another point to this it's also who you surround yourself with is absolutely critical so if you've got people and you've got this this negative image that you you're feeling about yourself but people are kind of like backing it up maybe your friends who you're hanging out with or maybe they're not your friends people you're hanging out with it's that you've got to find where possible the right environment to be around so if you're with uplifting people or people who are more positive you're probably going to feel better about yourself so that's an important mm. point I always try to make to people, as well as the self-talks of praising yourself a few times a day. And the information and another point just before we cover your mm-hmm. question is about the information you listen to over and over again. Because if you're listening to a lot of negativity, um, or or just something that makes you feel bad, it might not even be intentionally negative, but something about someone, you know, you're listening to someone's life story and you you feel bad about it, or you just hear some you're watching. A reality tv program or something that just doesn't make you feel good and doesn't make you feel good about who you are then you're not going to feel good but if you're listening to things that make you feel comfortable that might be you know uplifting quotes or some good music or maybe just your uplifting motivational podcast then that's going to make you feel a lot better about who you are
2: now johnny i uh, when I because I'm I'm a big Anglophile I I uh, I know a lot of stuff about the United Kingdom and Great Britain and stuff and you know they they have that great old thing keep calm and carry on type deal like you think of the Brits the Brits they just keep their head down they don't talk about stuff they just they just keep their head down and they just keep moving forward. Um, have you have you found like, I mean, do people in the United Kingdom talk about this stuff? Like, I'm is, is it a problem is what I'm trying to say. Uh,
0: is it a problem in terms of not enough people talking about it? Um, yes. I I think it's got um, I think it's got better and that people are sort of sharing a little bit more. Um, the main problem, I'd say, and this is me included, um, is that. Less men tend to be opening up to
2: this kind of thing. Oh, of course, dude. I, I, I live. Listen, I, I must sound like a real uh, hillbilly talking to you right now. But what what I'm trying to say is, um, and I mean that by the accent. Like, I don't think I have an accent, but I'm I'm sure I sound very southern. But that's the thing here in the South, southern men in the United States. They do not talk about their issues. They they just bottle it up inside and you know growing up it was like oh yeah oh you're not gonna get oh suck it up just be happy and or or have confidence and stuff and it's, it's not that easy though no
0: it's not it's not easy to just just suck it up and then hide it away but i think these days there's certainly a lot more i see about encouraging people to open up and there's more help help lines available like the we've got i don't know if it's in the states if you've got something called Samaritans in the states is, that, is it is is
2: that like a like a like a suicide prevention line or you can call and talk to somebody i I don't know yeah it's um yeah we have that
0: yeah it's uh yeah, I know there'd be plenty of other sort of like alternatives and um things like that in the states, but I can't remember Samaritans was particularly in the states now. Mm-hmm. They, um, we have something called Samaritan, it's a very common one, like these sort of helplines. So, we've got that was just one of the examples I was using, but we've got these helplines, um, out there. And I think it's we're encouraging more people to open up, but I still feel there's a there's kind of almost this like, right, I don't want to say anything because it'll make me look, you know, a bit, it's weaker. gonna make you
2: look weak. It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna make you look weak. And, and, and we're as men sometimes, and. You know, I I've I've been to the United Kingdom a lot and it, there's a lot of tough guys there, <laughs> you know, and and I'm sure they're dealing with problems as well, mm. too. But, I, you know, they're not going to talk about it because they don't want their their lads to think that the lads to think that they're uh, weak or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, absolutely. But the the point is that progress and this is something I learned was that progress really start well begins. When, when you're you're truthful um, about where you are, because if we if we can't like address what the issue is, we we can't solve it. So, for me personally, when I was really down, and then people started catching onto me and sort of saying, "Are you okay?" Even though I was hiding it for a bit. It was very much like, "Yeah, are you okay?" And then I actually eventually opened up, and I started feeling a bit better because I started sharing and then progressing. Mm-hmm. But it is. It is a problem that people are struggling to open up. Now, I think it's really key that people actually share vulnerability as much as possible, like who who are brave enough to. And that's, you know, that's something I try and do a little bit to actually show it is okay to open up a little bit. And actually, when one person says they've got a challenge, another Mm. person might be suffering with a similar challenge. And it makes them think, okay, I'm not so much alone. So I'm not saying that you need to suddenly start going on social media right now and start sharing all your concerns. I'm just saying that just talking to one person may be the beginning and help you to make progress and actually have a look out there because there are stories of people who might be struggling with a similar situation. So you're not as lone as you think.
2: Johnny, man, I, I really appreciate the time, man. I, I, I think, uh, you got your word out there. I think uh, people definitely need to check out your stuff because I read through it, and, and a lot of it is common sense. A lot of stuff is is common sense that they just need to read it from somebody else to know that they're they're not alone dealing with this type of issue. Uh, tell people how they can check out your your content that you're putting out, your website, books, uh, just everything.
0: Yeah, of course. Um so the we- the website is probably the website's probably one of my less uh used platforms at the moment, but I'm very f- a frequent social media user, so you can find me on Instagram. So mm-hmm. just type in Johnny Pardo into there or I've got a Facebook group called the self-esteem and confidence mindset and I've also got a podcast called the self-esteem and confidence mindset where I'm Well, I'm currently releasing three episodes a week, which is just giving simple little bits of advice on different topics. So it might be about overthinking, might be about actually some top tips of self-esteem this week. It might be about if you've had a setback. So you find the Facebook group and also the YouTube channel and the podcast, the self-esteem and confidence mindset. So those would be the main places for people to find me if they'd like to find some more information.
2: Well, Johnny, man, I, uh, I want to talk to you again. Uh, hey, you're a good dude. Uh, I, I really think that uh, this was a great conversation because I, I'm, I'm usually the hardest on myself. And when I do an interview, I'm always like, oh man, that was shit. But it, it, it wasn't. This, this was highly enjoyable. It was very informative. And, and I want to thank you.
0: Well, I want to thank you very much for inviting me on the show. And um, I love your questions. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to reach more people.
2: All right, Johnny, man, I hope all is uh, okay over there in the UK, man, and if you ever need anything, reach out to us, all right? Brilliant, yeah. Same to
0: you as well,
1: Tuttle. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp.
2: Man, maybe I would have way more sex partners in my life if I
1: just threw caution to the wind. It's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. (laughs) Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit stitchyouup.com. Stitch you Up specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Ditch you up? Definitely not your grandma's embroidery. All
2: right, welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. This is an interview that I've been looking forward to for quite a while. I I moved inside to my PT Cruiser to be able to record today. Uh, the the oh, there we go. My my guest is already ripping the uh, he's ripping the bull. Wait, what is, what is, oh, here, let me get to it. Uh, Fozzie, Fozzie, you, if you listen to me on the Bubba the Love Sponge show, you know Fozzie. He is the uh, Bubba the Love Sponge uh, super fan. Fozzie, what's up, buddy?
3: Hey, how you doing, Todd? Hey, yeah, the caller of callers, if you will. Yeah, thanks for having me on your, your program here, and I uh, love your studio there. <laughs> <laughs> well, in. dude
2: now now Fuzzy Fo- though like i was you know we just got wi-fi here and and Fuzzy is ripping uh the bizzle uh is, you know he's ripping the bowl right now
3: a little um, monster cookies if you will
2: yeah all right i'm gonna let him get that one now uh, you hit a big one hit a big one buddy yeah, yeah. You hit a big one i, w- I want to see a lot of smoke come out of that oh oh <laughs> um so Fuzzy. oh what do what have you been up to man like uh um, I know when I first started at the BRN, like you, you would bust balls and 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 we were kind of adversarial towards each other, but like I I'm I'm really digging what you've done with your life and everything, man. You you have really turned things around. It's like the the comeback story uh in that area.
3: You would think so to the untrained eye it looks like the comeback story but it's completely the opposite of that buddy it's it's smoke and mirrors i'm not working at Waffle House anymore
2: whoa uh, ho, ho 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 wait we gotta we gotta we gotta backtrack here what the fuck happened <laughs> what happened to the whiz awful house
3: well we can we can revisit that if you want but i mean we we there was impetus and uh i just decided that you know there was pastures uh greener on the other side and you know one of the guys uh the uh he dared me he bet me 20 dollars to cook a booger on a flat grill and i did it and then uh, they saw that on camera and they asked <laughs> me that's exactly what happened it's tough times during COVID, title you know how it is a man's gotta yeah. eat
2: yeah i mean i i i get it now have you looked into see a lot of people you know they they automatically go to the waffle house uh it kind of rhymes with my name. Have you thought about working at the Huddle House? Have you ever have you ever seen the
3: Huddle Houses? I have seen the Huddle Houses and the answer to that is a hard no, brother. I'm out, <laughs> I'm out of the waffle game. Uh I'm going to do something different. With COVID uh, has got us all doing something different. Uh I'm not exactly sure what that is. I'm going to let my faith uh take me in that direction and uh I, I kind of want to turn this around and ask you about your faith, because I know Mm -hmm. over the last months and years and such, you've had some uh, trials and tribulations, and uh, Mm -hmm. you've been working out and over the drink and then things. And I'm wondering about how how is your faith? Where's your faith at? Are you a believer? Wait, 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 wait,
2: wait, 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 let me let me ask you this. So when when you mean by faith, are you talking
3: about religion? Yeah, yeah. well, religion, so to speak. I mean, it can be uh, relegated down to religion, but your faith, you have a belief in a higher being, right? (laughs)
2: Yeah, I mean, I I believe in a higher power. I am so turned off by organized religion. Uh, you know, here, let me ask you this. Yeah, I I've seen you post some stuff. You you've talked about Joel. O, you 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 watch Joel Osteen, right?
3: I, I watch Joel Osteen and some Stephen Furtick. Yeah, I use that sort of thing as a guideline. Yeah, go.
2: But 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 let me let me ask you though, what he is doing. And, and and I think maybe he has a, a lot of good, but we all know that greed, greed is one, you know, if you believe in the Bible, you believe in religion, greed is one of the seven deadly sins. You don't see what what Joel Osteen does. You know that they just got four point four million dollars worth of. Go- I mean, hey, I'll give him credit. He knows how to work, but he got four point four million dollars worth of government assistance.
3: He's he knows how to work, cousin. He's not working for bits, if you will. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I,
2: I, I, you, you still got it, he Uh, so, so, but, but, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, I, I can believe in a higher power. I mean, right? I mean, I'm sure you believe in a higher power. Do you go to church every Sunday? I do not go to church. I'm like,
3: I feel like, uh, I'm a. In, in contact with the Lord, just me in a personal relationship with the me and the person upstairs or whatever you believe. Um, so I wasn't trying to get into, into a philosophical type conversation. I was just letting you know that, uh,
2: my faith is good. good. Right. Like I, like, like I'm, I'm, I, I will admit that through pretty much through this year, I know a lot of people have been going through hard times, but, um, it's actually been a really good year for me uh, because I've been able to make improvements. I've been able to slow things down. I've been able to work out. I've been able to create and start this podcast, which is growing every single day, but towards the end, man, like I'm, I'm really, it's kind of weighing
3: on me though. That's a, that's a great callback. And that's exactly where I was going with that title is I was just wondering what the basis of, of your, your comeback? Not my comeback. My comeback be damn. I was wondering what you were basing your comeback on. You know, because I'm watching your stuff. You're working out some. You're off Thank the you. juice, if you will, mm-hmm. and you're doing good. So I was wondering what what is the foundation that that makes that okay? Um, I'm, believe me, brother, I'm doing good. No, House has passed, and uh, I'm curious I gotta about tell you,
2: here. you got you got some badass tattoos there too. Can 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 you give us a little tour of the artwork I, here?
3: i give you a little tour of the artwork, uh, all car compliments
2: of. Ace do you really a- have a Pete Rose tattoo on the back.
3: Aces and Aces on Park Boulevard. Look them up. Google it. I do. You want to see it? Now. Yeah. If you want to
2: show me the back, I mean, but why'd you go with, uh, why'd you go with Charlie Hustle though?
3: I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio, originally. And there's a story behind all that, but I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. When I was a little kid, Pete Rose stiffed me on an autograph gimmick, uh, I was playing Pete. I was a little kid on the baseball team, and my team was playing Pete Rose's son's team. So little Pete Rose Junior. Mm-hmm. So uh, little Pete Rose Junior. came and uh, his team whipped our team's ass. But Pete Rose number fourteen came through the Fisher's uh, parking lot right next door through a hole in the fence, and he escaped through there. And he signed a bunch of autographs, and he signed all little kids' autographs except for little Fozzie. And so mm-hmm. I had something deep inside of me, but still, he's the hit king. And I was like, you know what? For closure, for myself, I'm gonna get the Hit King's tattoo number fourteen on my back. So that's what I did. Give me a second; I'll show you. Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: I'm gonna uh, show this off to people here. Uh, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, you got to pull the hair back out of the way. Man, you went all in on that one, Rose. <laughs> I, I, I gotta tell you, man. I, I, I got to give you credit, man. Like, um. When I, when I first met you, I don't, I don't remember you having a lot of tattoos. What, what made you want to go with the tattoos and stuff?
3: That's a good question. Yeah, all this happened. The tattoo gimmick happened uh, in the last year and a half to two years. What happened was, all shit aside, I helped solve a bank robbery. Up in, uh, up in Largo, a PNC bank got robbed one Monday afternoon. The, the the perpetrator the guy that robbed this bank was actually staying in the living room of a place that i was renting him and his girlfriend they were there visiting for a short period of time mm-hmm. i saw the bank footage of the robber on fox 13 news i was dating her, and i was like hey i think that's the dude that's in there on the on the living room floor got a hold of the cops he called call me a snitch or not fifteen hundred dollars later Crime Stoppers. Oh, so check.
2: you so you got the rewards. You 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 got the you got the bank notes.
3: Got the fifteen hundred dollars. Uh, Largo's finest came to my pizza. Uh, hey, is that tax job? free?
2: Is that tax free, or or do they do they? Uh, do, does Uncle Sam get their their cut?
3: I, I can't answer. That. I mean, I got fifteen hundred dollars flat. So I mean. If- uh, oh, I'm not it.
2: trying to I'm not I'm not trying to <laughs> like uh, uh, blow your blow you in or anything. No, I'm not trying to do that. I just I'm curious, like if that's coming from the government type deal, you know,
3: I think or that's some, part, I, I think it's part I think it's my, the PSD put that up is what I think. Okay. What
2: I was just I was just uh, curious if they actually make you pay taxes on something like that.
3: No, I mean, I didn't, and uh, I don't know if, if I was, you know, if I was supposed to, I didn't know uh, it. In true Pinellas Park fashion, I took that $1,500, and over increments of time, bam, sleeves and back tattoos. So, you know, I don't make what the best that? decisions. That's why I work at Waffle House, for Christ's sakes.
2: What was the most painful tattoo? Oh,
3: man, oh, there's so many. I've They're heard all underneath the arms, I, I heard.
2: I heard underneath the arm is pretty pretty sensitive.
3: Yeah, that's true. Right there, the cu- you have a <laughs>
2: hurricane cone. You have a goddamn <laughs> hurricane cone on your are,
3: under your arm. The, that's right. Those are the cones of uncertainty, brother. You don't <laughs> know what they're up. Yeah, you don't know what you're up against. Anyway, so yes, yeah, so everything's going good here, Tuttle. So, uh, y'all yeah, from Cincinnati, Ohio. I wanted to be in the radio, so that's kind of the emphasis of of what got me into calling the Bubba the Love Sponge show from being from Cincinnati, Ohio. I was always a fan of the other radio. Who are
2: the so, big radio guys up in Cincinnati?
3: Oh, yeah, you had, you had a Wildman Walker for W.E.B.A. Sebastian. You had uh, uh, Scott Shannon. You also had on the sports side, me and my grandpa, would always listen to the Red big red machine, listen to uh, uh, Marty Brennan and Joe Nuxall yeah. on the sports baseball call. I, so, I, so, I, I, so,
2: go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you can no, no, go ahead. No, so I wanted I wanted to ask you, and and I don't want people to think that I'm 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 talking garbage. I think Fozzie, you've been you've been following Bubba Shell, and you've seen me come and go on on several occasions. I think I've been actually pretty cool this time around, right? Like I I mean I haven't talked any trash. I think that I've been I've been keeping it pretty cool, kind of baby facing a little bit.
3: I got to be honest with you, bro. I mean, through this whole Radio Wars thing, the Calta, mm. the Bubba, the uh uh what's the other LOD, what's that freaking retard? Oh, Drew. Uh, uh, Drew, Drew Drew, Drew, Drew. The whole Radio Wars thing here in Tampa, which was awesome here. Teen and 16 uh, for, for the for the male genre here. It, it, was a, the, it was like a radio soap opera. To me, you were cool and have been the coolest out of all of them. Till today, you've been the most real out of uh, everyone, and uh, I uh, uh you hear that him. little bear, is that little bear? little bear. Hold on, I, Come was, here, bear. I, I was
2: waiting for it to hear to see. Little bear, bear. Man.
3: Here he comes, anyway. So, to me, you've been the steadiest one out of everybody on Twitter, so so yeah, uh, there you go.
2: Now, let me ask you, did you, did you like, did you and little bear work on that? You had him growl. Uh, so you could uh, let him do a run-in on on this, or like
3: that's a, that's hilarious to know. But during your review of my song yesterday, <clears throat> which thanks for playing it by the way, doing a start-stop, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But during the, the review of my song yesterday, you gave me the brilliant idea of uh, the the little bear running. I mean, he's a he's <laughs> he's he, he's like he, he's gonna be a bad kick there, my little. little what what's the what do you call it? The fucking uh, my little oh, wingman.
2: Oh oh no, it's your it's your uh, valet. They call it the valet in wrestling. You know your your valet brings you out.
3: But yeah, I'm always looking for something to hit. And since I don't have enough talent, little bear, he's got enough talent. He can get enough ass for both of us. So <laughs> so how
2: long how long have you had the dog for, uh, little
3: but, bear? There. Well, me and my roommate, we just adopted a little guy. We uh, uh some foster people had him. And uh, he's six years old. Uh, we got him. And uh, like I said, sh- about three months ago, and now he's just the best little thing we've ever had. Chihuahua? You know? Chihuahua? Or is he,
2: a, he might have a little bit something else in him, though. I, I he so, doesn't bro. look full, full Chihuahua, though.
3: I think he's straight up
2: Chihuahua. Oh, he might be. might be. But uh, sure. now, yeah. now, like, how, how has that been? Like, you know, because I've been seeing a lot of the videos. And, and tell people if they want to check you out on social media, because this is what I'm talking about. You you post pics with uh, you and uh, little bear and going out for walks and stuff like that. People want to check that type of stuff out. Where where can they find you?
3: It's all Fozzy, if you will. Uh, you know, spelled as it sounds, and that's fucking it. Yeah, fuzzy, if you will.
2: Now, your roommate, uh, woman, man.
3: Oh yeah, my roommate. It's a a sixty year old woman. She's awesome. Uh, we might. I mean,
2: are you, I mean, is she kicking it out wide for you at all or no? No, no, no. That's a,
3: that's a hard no on that.
2: All right. All right. I'm, I mean, I'm just saying, man. Like, I mean. That's the thing. But,
3: you- uh, but, you know, because uh, I'm honest. I, I come from the, the lineage of Bubba and all this, the, te- the mm-hmm. lineage of what is great Tampa radio. So I, yeah. I've got to come at you real. So, yes, I did. I did actually knock boots to close the deal. So uh, oh, we, okay. we, we did have relations uh, uh, early on. And I felt that we'd be better friends uh, if we That's wanted, good. if we wanted, if we wanted to really stay friends. Time, then that would be the best route is to be friends because a, a lover or a, a girlfriend would be somebody that would be on the outs probably pretty quickly.
2: Um, I I want to talk about it. Are Are you thinking about getting back on the uh, Uber train?
3: Man, I was I was thinking about that because you know what you were saying how 2020 has been one of your best years, and I gotta be honest with you, 2020 has been my best year. I got a brand new, brand new to me, 2018 Jeep Compass, which is is dope to me. So I I could be doing the Uber or the Lyft deal, but Mm -hmm. well while I was with Waffle House during this whole COVID deal, I probably banked probably seven or eight thousand dollars on all the unemployment, unemployment, the six hundred dollars extra and all that stuff. And I didn't spend it foolishly on tattoos. (laughs) I rolled that shit right over and got me a little uh, vehicle. So I think I did it wisely. So, as you were saying, for me, COVID has been very, very good to me. You know, Mm
2: -hmm. now are you going to get the
3: vaccine? Man, the vaccine. I don't know, I think I would get the vaccine. I feel fairly healthy. I got to tell you, I feel like I had the COVID early early on. when they okay. first, <clears throat> when they first put it on us, I remember, I stayed indoors, did all the gloves and the mask for a couple of weeks. and my first trip to winn Dixie, I went and did everything right, but when I got home, I felt pumped for about 45 minutes. I smoked a bowl, I went to the uh, bathroom, I sweated it out, and I, I swear that uh, I beat it. So in my mind, I already got the antibodies. But to answer your question. Yes, I would get the vaccine. How about you? Um,
2: Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if I would. I don't know if I'm going to get it because like. How about your mom I'm, and dad? How about that? Oh, my dad will definitely get it. My dad's the biggest Trump supporter. He's like, yeah, sign me up. I'll I'll get that. Uh, I'll get that shot uh, immediately. You know, so um, I don't know, man. Like I, I I'm trying to stay away from people as much as I can. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, give it a little bit of time. I want to see what's going on with people, and and yeah, I'll eventually get it.
3: Hey, how about my boy Tom Brady, huh? We're going to the playoffs. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, okay. So
3: You're
2: do, you, do you, that? What, you gonna what are what you gonna do, do, do anything? Think, what do you think their chances
3: are though? I mean,
2: um Man, I'm I a homer. I'm a homer
3: like that. So at the beginning of the season, I said they were gonna go 16 and 0. Yeah. So that'll tell you what I think they're going to go three or four and Oh, and the rest of the way out and win this thing.
2: Okay. But I, I mean, you gotta, you gotta understand though with, with a lot of teams, they got the tools. You, you can't, you cannot not, bet on Brady. Brady's still good, but he, I mean, he's had a few error or laps of judgments this year, not knowing what down it was on that one play during the game. And, and there's been some bad games. Tom's Tom's starting to show some wear and tear.
3: Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll give you that. That line. That line is uh, horrible. That what is it, Donovan Smith? Is that the guy's name? Yeah. I think of- it is. That guy is awful. How long have you been in the Tampa area? Well, I've been here like about thirty years total, down here from Cincinnati.
2: Yeah, well, I mean what okay, so um I mean, I, I was reading somewhere that this is the first time that all three teams—the Lightning, the Rays, and the Bucks have all made the playoffs in the same year. And oh, then, and
3: don't, listen, and don't forget the Rowdies. Tampa Bay Rowdies was in the uh, or like the semifinals as well. Yes, I, I, yep,
2: yeah, I, I should have, I should have remembered that as well too. Um, do you think that? I mean, are you a big Lightning fan or or no?
3: I'm a moderate Lightning fan. I mean, uh, I don't really watch the the 82 game season. I find that long and kind of cumbersome. But around playoff time, if we're in it. Then yeah, I jump on that wagon.
2: What do you think about the uh, the uh, suicide bomb thing up in Nashville? Um, you know, there's a lot of stories coming out talking about how the guy might have been crazy, I, I, that five G, five G is causing the coronavirus and stuff.
3: What do What do I think about that suicide bomb in Nashville? I'm glad none of our people was hurt, but I wish Blake Snell was in the goddamn explosion.
2: <laughs> oh God. Yeah, Blake Snell. Got, what is up with the Rays? But I mean, the Rays have done that all their 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 career or history of the franchise. They they just reload. They they get young, fresh talent.
3: I mean, I wanted to like Blake Snell. I mean, I like people that are like Jameis Winston, Eaton W's. But I mean, he really screwed the pooch. You know, when. They when they were bargaining this whole baseball season and yeah, they're playing it hate- on and he won the baseball world series on PlayStation and he was making mm-hmm. these disparaging comments like he didn't want to play yeah. ball. Get the F out of here, dude. I hated That's what that. my opinion is.
2: I, I hated that. I hated, hated, hated that. I'm like, man, come on. You're playing a f- you're playing a kid's game. You're getting paid millions of dollars to do it. And then you're worried about getting hurt. You're a goddamn pitcher. You're only pitching once every like three or four days. So let's not act like you're you're going to pitch yourself in a lot of danger.
3: Oh, turtle buddy, what is your workout regimen these days? Like when you say you're working out, what do you do?
2: Okay, so my my producer Vulture has been helping me out because I I was working out my whole body every day because I thought more is more. So I work out certain certain muscle groups uh, once a day. And then I, I rotate them. Like I, like today I did nothing but shoulders, uh, shoulders back and stuff. Like yesterday I did forearms, biceps, triceps, (laughs) but then I mix it in, uh, like every other day in between, uh, core doing sit-ups. And then a lot of people don't pay attention to the legs and, and that's just, uh, doing squats, calf raises and stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of people, are like, oh, I can't go to the gym and shut down right now. But you really don't need the gym, in my opinion. There's so many things you can do on your own uh, at your own pace that people think you need a gym.
3: I agree. I think that's the way to do it is do it at your own pace, because to me, when I to go to the gym, that that just gets me off the track right there. Just the, the idea of want, having to get up and go to the gym. You got me off right there. So if you can just drop and do some sit ups and push ups and do your your routine close to where you're at, so it's not a not a hazard and so it's not a a, a chore. I think mm-hmm. that's the way to go. And,
2: and then uh, when I'm working out, you know, like I I don't want to be big. I want to be here. How about this? I know I'll never be there, but I always tell people I want to I I want to get close or even three quarters of the way close to what Brad Pitt in Fight Club was. He was lean. And he wasn't really, really big, but he was muscular. Um, and and what I've been doing is I, I use a 15-pound kettlebell that my producer vulture got for me, and I just do high reps. I do extra, extra, extra reps with low weight, and it's starting to it's starting to lean me out.
3: Definition. Yeah. Nice. So,
2: but uh, but dude, Fozzie, I wanna man, you are you man. I don't understand how you're you man. You're killing it on that. Uh, now what what uh your bowl there? Did you make that yourself? Where'd you get that from?
3: No, I make. Forget the name of the joint. I got it up there on uh, Seminole Boulevard, Missouri Avenue. It's a silicone. It's a silicone piece.
1: Oh, it, it looked nice. wood.
3: It looked like wood. No, it's not wood. It's one hundred percent silicone. It's squeezy. It's plastic. Mm-hmm. So when you you could take this the glass cone off. It makes it easy for cleaning, you know? That's uh, my gimmick there.
2: So, so let me ask you, okay? Now, I'm not trying to start stuff, but in closing, I want to... Okay, so you, I, I started off the show by saying you are a Bubba super fan. Do you still listen to the show? Do you still go on the Twitch chat? Do you still do stuff like that? And I want to hear your true opinion. No hate here, because I mean, Bubba. Bubba asked people to, you know, uh, send in tapes, and he'll critique them. So I mean, I think it's fair enough to say you are a super fan of the Bubba the Love Sponge show. I want to get your straight, honest feedback. No hate. This is just constructive criticism on your part. I want to hear what you have to say.
3: This show present day. About yes. his show, President. Yeah, Day. President. Day. Yeah, President. Oh. Yeah. President, can't say Well, first I'd like to say that Bubba still owes me a hundred dollars for uh, uh, the the design of Pyre Strikes Back*. Uh, but that aside, uh, I, this is not my Bubba Army. I used to go to the to the uh, Twitch channel all the time, listen to the show because I enjoy that. I enjoyed the uh, the banter in the chat. But I since got banned from the chat by tire choice. Rick from saying some funny shit that was ac- accurate and funny about him skimming freaking oil changes from firestone, but it's factual and funny, but All it's, right, it's I got to stop you there.
2: With... Firestone Rick has helped me out tremendously and I, I have no I'm problem. Firestone, with firestone
3: Rick. I love Firestone, but that is the crux of uh, of why I got banned from the channel. But to answer your question, so I, I go and check it out uh, the show from time to time. I don't chat anymore, but I do like the present lineup. I didn't like Seth at first because I'm a, I'm a, a, a originalist, so I, I was bred by Bubba to hate the other side. But after he come on, I'm starting to like Seth, and he's growing on me. Anna, she she chimes in, she's good, but I know she just does what Bubba allows her to do. Anytime she talks. But well, was shits on her? Do, so do
2: you think? Do you think Seth has something for for uh, Anna Hummel, though?
3: No, I would say that's Blitz.
2: Nah, I don't know, man. I, I look in between the lines now. Um, I I, I want to ask you this. I, I mean, on one the, of the
3: shows that I was listening to, it was you that was calling in, pining for Anna's love.
2: Yeah, I mean, I look. I'm just working an angle.
3: You were sweeping what? around the buckle brush yourself.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um. Why do you think it is that Seth gets away with some of the stuff that he does? Like, for example, walking because out he's,
3: of the he's, Because he's Bubba's last and only hope. Without Bubba, I mean, I mean, without Bubba, without Seth. Seth is a great number, too. Seth is, understands it. He gets it. He's funny. He's got a great laugh, radio laugh. He's been in the business 25 years. He's great. He's, he's gold. So and, and, So, Seth, Bubba needs Seth. Seth don't need Bubba but Seth uh, but Bubba has uh, That's my opinion but I love them all uh they've been a part of my my radio growth part of my getting up every day from 6 to 10 Do you think so, Seth uh, is loyal I, so I clown him and,
2: Do you think Seth is loyal though? I would say Seth think, is Do you think uh, if well he gets opinion, a if he gets another radio job offer or say the Lightning want to want him to uh, go work for them does he stay with Bubba or does he leave
3: well, I don't think the Lightning would, uh, say, make a choice. I think he would probably be able to do both. And I'm sure Bubba would let him do both. And I'm pretty sure the Lightning would probably let him do both. And I said, uh, if I don't know Seth, so I really can't make a, a judgment like that. But I would say Seth would be all about Seth if, yeah. if I had to make a choice. I mean, that's a, anyway, that's, but, uh, that's uh, a,
2: that's a fair review, man. I, I just, you know, like, I don't listen anymore. It's not because, listen, I still think Bubba is... One of the greatest. He's still a great broadcaster. He knows what he's doing. He is comfortable. He is happy with his lineup right now. And and that's good for him. I'm so happy for him. I'm just you know, I just wanted to get a feedback from one of the, the listeners or supporters that are in the trenches every single day that are listening.
3: That wouldn't be me. I'm more of a Bubba army rogue one. So I'm not a troll by any means. I'm a fan from a, from a radio standpoint. I admire what Bubba does and how he does it with all his little, uh, his little uh, uh, post-it notes and shit. I got myself some post-it notes I'm getting ready for the title interview. I got mm-hmm. me a little banner getting ready for the title interview. I did me some show prep getting ready for title interview. I'm hitting the bowl, getting ready for the title interview. So all that, is a big so, thank you to all of them guys
2: so what uh one one last thing? i know i already said that but what is your uh new year's eve plans what is Fozzie doing for new year's eve
3: the little bear are gonna go get some bitches oh
2: ha- has little bear helped you uh
3: with the crickets not yet but i'm working that angle now yeah i i, yes, I, really, I
2: really i really i really think you can do that hey Fozzie. I yes. uh I, I think we uh we were dancing pretty well there, kid. I, I, I really do. I think we were uh we were dancing right there.
3: You danced a little bit. You're gonna cut that up, right?
2: No, I'm. I, I let it rip, man. Oh, okay, sweet. I let it rip the real deal, Holy Field, that's what I do. Fozzie, tell people once again if they want to check you out, how can they find you?
3: Save your fucking time and don't do it. Check out Tuttle's Podcast Daily instead. All right, fuzzy buddy.
2: I, I love you. Let's do this again, okay?
3: Let's do it. Love you, mean it, Tuttle.
1: And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, Check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. You want some cool-ass sunglasses? Check out vaporshades.com. Also brought to you by StitchuUp.com, pocketpairclub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash presents. Show voiceover service is brought to you by jcvoiceover.com. That guy's got a damn sexy voice. You should hire him. Check out jcvoiceover.com. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Comments? Concerns? Or do you just want to let Tuttle know he's being a dickhead? Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds at gmail.com. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast.
2: Ayo, Terry, what's going on?